There's no space. Welcome to the Blind Justice Podcast, where you discover the insider secrets of injury and accident cases, and all of your law questions get answered. Now, here's your host, Chicago injury lawyer, Scott DeSalvo. Hey, 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 guys. It's Scott DeSalvo again with my amazing co-host. Amelia Finnefrock. And here she, yeah, here we are. We decided Uh, to do a podcast. Imagine that. What? Um, So... This podcast, so I've been sort of on a tear here, like when we're deciding what podcast to do. I've been doing like um, whatever's going on in the office and stuff like that. But this was actually, this podcast topic is actually based on an email I got from a guy um, because he basically was involved in a car crash and the other guy didn't have insurance and he thought that meant he was just out of luck. So today's topic is generally about car crash cases um but we're answering the question what happens if somebody crashes into you and they don't have car insurance are you out of luck i i feel like that's a my first reaction is that's a strong case yeah it's complicated it's actually (laughs) not that it's really not that complicated so should we just jump right into it or you got some stats for me sister i have some stats so uh, motorcycle crashes. Um, so in Illinois, there have been 281,914 crashes. Of that, uh, 60,000 injury crashes and 800 or odd total fatalities of those crashes. That's crazy. Yeah, and That's so. Crazy. Yeah, so I see that this fact sheet you got from Illinois Department of Transportation, it's like a it's a report on motorcycles. Right. But and that's interesting. We'll do a podcast on motorcycle crashes uh This is all motor one vehicles. of these days. But right, these yes. stats are for all crashes. So got in it. Illinois there are like two hundred and eighty some thousand car crashes and sixty thousand of them involve injuries so let's do the math 6 12 18 24 so kind of like between one and four and one in five car crashes involve an injury i am so impressed you did that off the top of your head yeah but i had to count it out that's math right there yeah and what you can't see is i was like i was counting on my fingers (laughs) literally i was counting on my fingers um and then you've got like 800 people who are dying in motor vehicle crashes so I mean, the cases are the cases are like really important, and a lot of people get hurt doing them. And because the range of injury that you can have in a car crash or a motor vehicle crash is anything from a bumper bruise that you don't see a doctor for, all the way through, you know, death, paralysis, brain injury, broken bones, right? Right. But because they're so common, I mean, car crashes. It it's weird. I know Illinois is like a pretty decent sized state, but. 280,000 car crashes is crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking at all these stats, and it's it's really scary. Yeah, so don't, I just... Just don't leave your homes. <laughs> yeah, so, like, um, one of the reasons why I give people information, like, I do the podcast, I release YouTube videos, I've written a book and a CD and a DVD that I give away to, to people for free, even if they don't have a case. Like, literally, anybody who calls my office gets a free copy of my book and DVD, because I want to spread the news. So this one guy who called me 
like called me and only called me on a lark. Like he he called me sort of defeated. He's like, you know, I I know there's nothing that can be done at this point, like but I just wanted to call you and see what's what. And I'm so glad that he called me because here's the deal. In a car crash case or a car, you know, motor vehicle injury case, if you have uh, somebody who runs into you with no insurance, there's a couple of things that you can do, right? So when somebody calls me and says they got hurt by somebody who doesn't have insurance, the first thing I do is I do, um, I subscribe to this database that only lawyers and you know, other professionals can subscribe to, right? Okay. And so I'm able to do an asset search. So let's say somebody runs into oh, wow. you and they don't have uh, a car or a, they don't have auto <laughs> insurance. Amazing. That would be pretty. <laughs> then you just say, watch where you're going while you're jogging. <laughs> Jog with your eyes open, bro. Um, so if they don't have insurance, you can do an asset search on them. Like, it's a quick and dirty one. It's not like going out and spending $300 for sure. a private detective. But right. I can search for things like, do they hold a professional license? Are they a doctor, a nurse, a lawyer, a hairdresser? Right. Anything that the like yeah. quick and dirty facts. Yeah, any, any, anything that the state of Illinois requires a license to do, do they have that license? Do they own real estate? Do they pay taxes on real estate? Uh, do they are they a member or owner of a corporation? Oh, I think I see where this is going. Like in other words, they don't have insurance, but do they have assets? They have assets, right? So Ooh. when you sue somebody in an injury case in the state of Illinois, even if they have insurance, you sue the individual who hurt you, and then their insurance comes in and defends the case and pays okay. the judgment. But if they don't have insurance, you would still sue that person. And if they have assets... Go after that. Right. You can get a judgment against them and then collect against their assets, right? Right. Now, here's the funny thing, though. If somebody's driving a car and they don't pay for auto insurance, what do you think the odds are that they have assets? Zero. Yeah, about zero, right? Because if you're you're driving a car and you don't have assets, you probably don't have the money to afford... Exactly. Right? So... What really happens, so I can tell you I've been doing this for almost 20 years, and I've never had a case. Well, wait a minute. I think I had one case where somebody didn't have auto insurance, but they did have assets, and we were able to, like, settle but, the case directly with the guy. Bizarre, a, right? That's a, yeah, it's rare. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, why would you do that? But it does yeah. happen. But in the vast majority of cases, what happens is you get hurt by somebody who doesn't have insurance. My next question is, what is your auto insurance? Hmm. Okay. Do you have auto insurance? Or if you're borrowing your friend's car, do they have auto insurance? Right. And the reason why is there's something called uninsured motorist insurance coverage. Uninsured motorist coverage, okay. right? UM coverage, uh, which is, you know, lawyers call it UM coverage. And, and basically what that means is in the state of Illinois, when you buy an auto insurance policy for yourself, you are required, they're required to offer you uninsured motorist coverage. And what uninsured motorist coverage is, is if you are in a car and somebody who doesn't have insurance runs into you, your insurance company steps into the shoes of the person who hurt you, and your own insurance company has to pay your medical bills and your. Nice. So you know, like, and so your damages, right? right? And so the cool thing about uninsured motorist is 
you don't file a lawsuit. Well, I don't want to say anything that's not technically true because uh, because you have a contract with your insurance company. Right. They might put something in the contract that's weird, but usually the way a you uh, an uninsured motorist case or UM case goes is is we don't go to court. We do an arbitration. Right. Okay. So the advantage of an arbitration is it's like a very simple trial, and there's no judge or jury. There's either one arbitrator who hears the evidence and decides like a judge, Mm -hmm. or there might be three judges who hear the case. But instead of being in court with, you know, a two- or three-day trial, it's literally like an hour- or two-hour-long hearing. Oh, wow. And the medical usually goes into evidence just by submitting the paperwork, right? So... Instead of having to call a bunch of witnesses and all this stuff, in a UM case, it goes much faster. So my point is, if you get hurt in an accident um, and you think there's nothing that can be done because the other guy doesn't appear to be, like he's driving a 30-year-old car, doesn't look like he's rich, you're not out of luck. You You can avail yourself of uninsured motorist coverage if you or the car you were driving had coverage. So we can still recover for you for injuries. That's awesome. And it's like a, like I said, it's a streamlined process. Like it's right. not as complicated and hard usually, right? Yeah. It's funny though. Um, in UM cases, a lot of people are like, "Oh well, it's my insurance company, so it's cool. We won't even have to go to the hearing." Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm. Your insurance company will fight you just as hard as if you were a stranger. This is so weird. Really? Right. It doesn't matter that you've been paying premiums for 10 years. So you've been going above and beyond paying premium just for your insurance company to be like, wait a minute. Right. What? See, it's it's like a bad romantic relationship, right? Like when it's all about them, everything's great. But when you want anything back, wait a minute, there's a problem. What a great analogy for insurance companies. Yeah, 100%. Like when you're paying the premiums, they're cool with it, right? But when they have to pay a claim, suddenly you're the enemy, which is crazy, right? So um, as a companion to that, it's – you know, this is, doesn't strictly answer the question. So the short answer to the original question is, no, you're not out of luck. Right. There's, there's things there we can things. do, right? Okay. And that's a good reason to talk to a lawyer to, like, assess what's what. But um, let's say you get into a crash. The other guy has a $20,000 insurance policy, right? Mm-hmm. But let's say you broke both legs and your medical bills are 100000 well, you can collect the twenty, but you've got a hundred thousand in medical bills. Right. It's a problem, right? right? So, there's another kind of coverage in the state of Illinois and in other states as well called underinsured motorist coverage, okay. right? So, let's say you have sounds expensive. Yeah. Well, no, it's actually included in virtually every policy that people oh, buy. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, even if you don't think you have UM or UIM coverage uninsured motorist, underinsured motorist, they're required to offer it to you. So you probably have it and you don't even know, right? So that's why it's important, right? Um, So underinsured, UIM, underinsured motorist coverage, is um, in our fact scenario, let's say you have a $100,000 policy. The guy who hits you has twenty. And you have really high medical bills. Right. Well, then what we would do is we would be able to collect the 20 from the guy who hit you. 
and then make a claim against your insurance for the balance of your policy limits, right? right? So even like the the analysis doesn't end just because one guy has a low policy, right? right? There's like other things to look at. Sure. And lawyers... So that guy doesn't get punished. Yeah, right. Like, so you got some guy... So he doesn't have to like pay... It's not... For the rest problem. of his life, right? right? Which I guess is nice if you're that guy in that guy's shoes, but... Well, I mean, look, if he intentionally ran you down with his car, he should be in jail, right? <laughs> it's a different case. Yeah, but if he, like, if he was, like, tuning the radio station or eating a sandwich or something, right. and he smashes into your car, it's not cool. You, not like, at all. We don't want, like, a society where people don't pay attention when right. they're driving totally. because you're driving a 2,000-pound piece of metal. You could kill it's somebody. Yes. Yeah. But on the flip side, if the dude's making, like, $8 an hour at mcdonald's or whatever it is right well it's just not cool to saddle him with that for the rest of his life right and it also how does the idea that you're going to garnish his wages for a dollar an hour for the rest of his life how does it help you and how does it help him right Right. so uim kind of levels the playing field the other thing is as long as he wasn't intoxicated drunk when he ran into you um it's he can't uh, he can't file bankruptcy, right? So the concern about chasing down somebody whose whose finances are not great mm-hmm. um, and not being satisfied with just the twenty policy and then doing a UM or a UIM yeah. is um, he could file bankruptcy. So let's say um, somebody runs into you. He's got a twenty thousand policy. You have fifty thousand in medical bills, right? And you say to your lawyer, "Hell no, I'm not taking twenty. Right? I don't care. I want to go get a court judgment, right? Yeah. So we go to court and get a court judgment, and let's say we get a hundred thousand dollars, right? His insurance camp company pays the twenty, but he still owes you eighty grand. Yeah. The dude makes like fourteen thousand dollars a year, right. or sixteen thousand dollars a year. Be wild, so I see all that. And you're never going to get it, right? And then every time he changes, like, you could go garnish his wages, but then he's going to change jobs. And then when he changes jobs, guess what? you got to go back to court and change the garnishment order. That's that's ridiculous. And then if he goes and gets a job that's a cash business and he's not showing an income, you can't garnish his wages, right? That sounds like a headache. Right. It's a huge headache. And then the worst part of it is if the guy files for bankruptcy – your judgment goes away. Uh, so you see my point. Like, it doesn't make sense. To do that. It's pu- In my opinion, it's punitive, punishing, to try and get blood from a stone, right? If the guy doesn't have the money, leave him alone. Right. And then even if you decide not to leave him alone, he gets out of it very easily by filing sure. for bankruptcy. Right. So um, I guess that's really all I have to say about it. Yeah, I mean, different states sort of have different rules and laws for uh, uninsured and underinsured, and they do work differently in different states. Right. But the basics are the basic concepts are sort of the same, and it's uh, I just you know it's a quick, quick little topic, and I don't have much more to say about it other than just to say, uh, when we go to arbitration, we put together a submission that's very similar to what we do at trial. 
Right. So we still have a burden of proof. We still must prove our case. It's just it takes place in a conference room rather than in the courthouse, and it's less elaborate. And it's easier to get it scheduled. We get to hearing faster versus a jury trial. So This is somewhat on topic. Now, what if a, um, like a Lyft or Uber driver, um, what if they were uninsured? Does that mean that Lyft or Uber uh, pays the price for it? Like if they're un- not insured and, yeah, they so, and, and they're on the job, on the clock? Yeah, so, so my understanding of that is that Lyft and Uber require insurance. And they further have their own insurance. Okay. So that would that wouldn't happen then. Yeah, I don't think it can happen. Yeah. Um, even if the driver's not insured, Lyft and Uber have some policy. I think it's like a three hundred thousand dollar policy, okay. if memory serves. But yeah, I mean, if you get hit by a Lyft or Uber Uber driver, they may get out of the car and say, "No, no, I don't have insurance. I don't." You know, doesn't matter if they're driving right. for Lyft or Uber at that time. And they can't, I mean, they could deny it, but at the end of the day, there's like electronic evidence whether they're right. like on the clock and driving for Uber and Lyft, right? Well, I had a Lyft driver who he told me as I got in the car, like, just to let you know, I film everything in my car because I've gotten into accidents, not by my own fault. Um, this was like six in the morning. I'm like, whoa, 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 slow down. <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm waking up. No, but it was interesting. I We had a conversation about it and he said... I just believe that I need to have this in my car because uh, in people in Chicago, they can be crazy drivers. And, you know, I want to make sure that my butt's covered and yeah. you are too. Yeah. That's it's very smart. Well, there there have been, there've been situations where people um, have gotten into fights with Uber and Lyft drivers. Oh, like uh-huh. they, um, I talk to some guys whenever I take an Uber or Lyft and they they'll they'll say like uh, yeah I got into a fight like a guy attacked me and well especially if you work overnight in downtown Chicago oh, where yes. a lot of young people live and there's a lot of drinking going on mm-hmm. I kind of don't blame them. Last night actually I was in a lift. I went to go see Fifty Shades Darker, mm-hmm. which is it's a it's a great sequel to the first. Um, I watched it to make fun of it. By the way, I didn't watch it for what you guys think. I went to go watch it for <laughs> TMI, but just keep sharing. I'm sure 10% anyway. of our audience is just fascinated. Yeah, I'm sure. No, it's, it's You didn't want to go see Lego Batman? I, I do want to go see Lego Batman. It looks My funny. seven-year-old sister said it was good, so yeah. if she says it's good, it must be good. Uh, but anyway, so I got into a, a lift line, so I shared my ride home, and... Uh, the guy, so the the person was the, the person I was sharing my ride with was sitting up in front, and I got in the back, and he was he was laughing, and I didn't I didn't realize he was really really drunk, and uh, he heard I we had um, snuck in wine bottles to the movie theater because you know we're we're cool like that because why not because we're cheap because wine not I love that uh, and I had some leftover so they he heard this guy must have been an alcoholic because he heard I bought the bottles clicking around <laughs> he turned around and goes. Are you going to give me one of those? And, and I didn't realize he was drunk, and I was super sassy, and I was like, uh, no, buddy, turn around. So then I realized he's like six foot two, 205 pounds. He starts swinging his arm back at me, like trying to grab the bottles. And so I start handing him stuff from my purse to see if he'll, like, 
Because then I was like, oh, this guy's, he's gone. He's not going to know what I hand him. So I started handing him, like, a Kleenex and, like, like a Purell bottle. And then he throws it back at me. And I'm like, okay, dude, like, this is not cool. And the Lyft driver, I felt so bad for him. He's like, um, hey, dude, can you not? But he, he didn't speak English very well. So he was having trouble. So it was it's like the technique you use on a three-year-old who wants a yes. toy. You give them something else exactly. to, like, distract them. It, that's ex- I work with kids, so I was like, oh, I'll just give him something else. But he was like, I want the wine bottle. And then he looked back at me, and he's like, hey, do you know that you're cute? I'm like, thank you. So I my, my strategy was I just kept asking him questions. He was a coder. He was an IT person. So I kept asking him how to, like, do sequences, and it and it worked. He was like... Uh, he was he was trying to tell me how to do what, but he was he was so drunk that he would stop and forget. And he would be like, "Oh shit!" Oh. But it was definitely I guess what's the point of the story? It had to do with Lyft, but it was definitely like a wow. Like this is I feel I feel for the the driver when he got out. I was like, I am so sorry for that. And he's like, "Don't apologize. I'm sorry for that." Like. He, this guy was making fun of this dude's accent and his English, and I was mortified. But I'm like, they should be paid hazard pay for picking up stupid yeah. drunk people. I mean, a couple because of this guy was just he. I mean, he, I'm sure he was a nice guy, but he was such an asshole. Yeah, I mean, it's, I was like, dude, you're he, lucky that I'm like cool. He, yeah, he hits all the check boxes for a drunk guy. For a drunk guy, he's obnoxious. Then he's hitting on you. It, oh, and much, then oh, the best. Then part he's of the story. he's had too much to drink, but he wants more. Yeah. So then you know we so it's a twenty five minute car ride. So I'm like, dude, get out. So he finally leaves. Well, he's trying to leave. So he 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 gets out of the car and then he goes, I'm not leaving till you give me uh give me your number. And I'm like, dude, 11. you're holding up traffic. I know my number is eleven. I know. So I was like, oh man, I but I yeah. In that moment, I'm like, see, there needs to be an app for like things to say to drunk men to get them away from you or women uh who like are threatening crazy things he's like i'm gonna fight you if you don't give me your number and like this poor cab driver's like i just want to go home to my wife and kids he's charming this is a charming man uh yeah so i gave him a fake name and i'm like just google me and he's like uh genevieve he's like uh okay and i'm like dude People, man. Genevieve McGillicuddy. Please Genevieve to meet you. Genevieve McGillicuddy. What is it? Uh, ICUP. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, six a.m. is either really early or really late. Yeah, depending on what, I, what well, you were doing in the pre- preceding twelve hours, oh, right? Yeah. Well, I I remember my first nanny job. I, I had to work uh, at at five thirty in the a.m. and I lived. And I had to commute at, like, I woke up at 3.30, and I would get on the train at 4.30, because I lived really far away. Um, And it was so funny. I'd get to the Belmont Red Line stop, and I'm starting my day, and I would, all the drunks would come up and talk to me. I must must have a face that says, please, unleash all of your thoughts. Are you drunk? Tell me more. Yeah, they're like, so, I had such a great night. Are you, are you, did you have fun last night? I'm like, I'm going to work, okay? (laughs) Yeah, I I know you want to keep the party train rolling, but... I'm yeah. I'm half asleep, and yeah. you're not charming. They're like, do you want to go to Clark's and get a burger? I'm like, I just had my kind bar. No. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to watch some children. <laughs> I try not to eat a hamburger within an hour or so of waking up. Well, my point is, I really feel for those, like, the Lyft and Uber drivers who work those crazy hours at night and have to drive home assholes. And I hope that, I hope that, uh... 
you know, my guy Rudy, he uh, gets runs into some better luck because that guy was a that guy was a class act. Well, he wouldn't do it unless he wasn't making decent money yeah, at I'm it. Sure, but I'm it's sure. it can be a challenge, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. So, moral of the story: if you're a, if you're a woman and feeling uh, vulnerable in the backseat of a car with your lift liner, just you know, have a full purse of random objects and a lot of conversation topics. Toys, I, and, baby rattle, <laughs> some gum. I, you know, I should have some candy. That'll sh- that'll shut up drunk people. And who doesn't want candy? Yeah. I have a ton of fun dip in my backpack. I for Valentine's Day, I should, I should, uh, I should have had some of that on hand. Good thing noted for next time. The mo- the moral of the story here is <laughs> the the U M U I N end of it is yeah. don't assume that you don't have a case. Yeah. And don't assume you have a perfect case mm-hmm. without you know getting a free consult. Like all injury lawyers, pretty much offer a free consult. Even if you just spend five minutes on the telephone, you're going to get some information and knowledge. And if you're in a lift, just be careful. <laughs> be be careful. Yeah. Invest in... Maybe you should walk and not take the lift. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, it made me reconsider getting a taser. Like, I think I'm going to do that. I think when, I, when we're done, I'm, I'm going to go on Amazon. And buy Folks, you will taser. notice that I become much nicer to this lady once I know... <laughs> That it's confirmed she's packing a friggin' taser. Anyway, that's all I got, the taser folks. Gets, uh, its own intro. Yeah, so, yeah it's <laughs> right. gone. the taser. Right. We'll get like a lightning sound effect. Yeah, <laughs> there'll anyway. be no making fun of Amelia in this podcast from now on. Yes, no. <laughs> I shall be setting the topics from now on, yeah, Mister. Exactly. Let me tell you about my shoes. <laughs> yeah, totally. Awesome. Well, totally. thanks for listening, folks. Uh, Amelia, thanks for joining us again, and I hope you have a great week. And, folks, have a great week or a month or whatever. Yeah. And we'll catch you next time. Take care. Yep. Bye. Thanks for listening. I truly hope that the information in the podcast helps you no matter the situation you find yourself in. But you might need more answers or some more direct help. So there are three ways for you easily to find out more and to get help. If you call my toll-free 24-hour helpline, 888-HURT-318, you'll have a couple of options. 888-HURT-318 is my toll-free 24-hour telephone line. You can call that number and speak with my team night or day. First, you can call 888-HURT-318, and you can speak to me for a free consultation about your case or situation. That's always free and no obligation. Second, you can tell the operator that you'd like a free copy of my injury DVD and book. I created the DVD and book, and I give it away for free to injured people who need answers but who might not be ready to talk to a lawyer yet. Same deal, 100% free, 100% no obligation. Third and finally, you can check out my YouTube channel for informative videos about the injury case and claims process, or check out my other podcasts for more information and interesting interviews with people who know different things about various aspects of the law. I've put all of this together to help you and to answer your questions. Now, you can also help me, and I hope that you will. If you enjoyed the podcast and if it helped you at all, please subscribe. And if you can, take a minute and please post a positive review of the show. If you're listening to the podcast on YouTube, like the video and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And if you know anyone who might enjoy the podcast, please spread the word and share it on Facebook. It's my mission to spread good information to as many people as possible. And your liking and reviewing and subscribing to the podcast helps me get the word out. Thanks again. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. It doesn't substitute for consulting with a lawyer. If you have a case, speak with a lawyer right away.